Hi everyone and welcome back to the Home Barista Podcast for Home Baristas with me, your host Sean, aka the Drumming Barista. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the Home Barista Podcast for Home Baristas. I hope you are all doing super well out there today and have been enjoying these episodes and the coffee break episodes so far. Today I'm excited to talk about a topic that I've walked many people through face to face over Instagram and from behind the bar back in the day of working as a barista. That topic is the differences between the AeroPress and the V60 and which one I would recommend to someone starting out in the wonderful world of manual brewers. The AeroPress and the V60 are the top two manual brewers in the world right now by a country mile. Both of these brewers are fantastic in their own right but also very different in the way they brew and the results you have in the cup. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I can bring some more clarity around this topic and help you decide which brewer is right for you in 2022. Before we jump into the main body of today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you haven't already to hit that follow or subscribe button, which allows you to be notified when the next episode drops and allows me to know that you are enjoying the content so far. Now, without any further ado, make sure you have a nice cup of coffee in hand and let's jump straight into it. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to bring this topic to you. This is a question that I get asked quite often, if I'm honest, by lots of people, as I said before, on Instagram, um, face-to-face, and also back in the day when I used to work as a barista. So I'm excited to bring this to you guys. First and foremost, let me address the obvious factor that the V60 is a conical coffee dripper that comes in different materials, sizes, and has a ribbed spiral pattern inside it. The AeroPress features a cylindrical chamber and a plunger with an airtight silicon seal. Those are the two main visual differences. And if I'm honest, I can end the podcast right here. But of course, I'm not going to because there's so much more to dive into. So let us kick off by talking about the AeroPress. To begin with, I would like to quote the AeroPress About Me page on their website. The AeroPress was created in 2004 by Alan Adler, who began studying the brewing process with a simple goal in mind, to brew a superior cup of coffee. The AeroPress original debuted to critical acclaim in 2005 and is now sold in over 80 countries. It has even inspired the World AeroPress Championship. And in 2017, the rest of the business was sold so that the team could focus solely on creating the AeroPress and making it the worldwide beast that it is today. AeroPress say that smart design and creativity have always been at the heart of what they do. And along with their customers, partners, and the World AeroPress Championships, they are now focused on inspiring even more coffee lovers around the world to revolutionize their coffee routines. Amazing. What a fantastic uh, write-up and explanation of the why behind the what. I suppose. It's fantastic. So thank you, AeroPress, for sharing that. Um, all that information can be found in the show notes as well. If you guys want to read a little bit more, I'll link everything that I'm going to be talking about today in the show notes down below. I have to come clean here, guys. So about 12 months ago, I didn't rate the AeroPress. 
I didn't understand it. And if I'm honest, I didn't really see what the fuss was all about. I had many coffees prepared for me from friends and other baristas using the AeroPress. And in my personal opinion, they were all super average. I didn't know what it was about the AeroPress. Um, didn't know uh, if it was just my particular palette or if it was just the coffees that were being used, but they just never really blew me away in the same way that a V60 brew would. Now, time and time again, I would brew a V60 at home or at work, and the results in my cup would be amazing. Smooth, creamy, easy drinking, delicate, and left me wanting to go back and create another cup of coffee pretty much instantly. The AeroPress, though, on the other hand, always left me scratching my head a little bit, wondering what have I done wrong? Why does this delicious geisha coffee that I have in front of me that I brewed on the V60 taste like flowers and rainbows and through the AeroPress like I'm drinking from a puddle? It was so frustrating and I thought to myself, something needs to give here. I need to buy myself an AeroPress and I need to deep dive into how it works and understand it for myself. Now I saw the AeroPress as a fad, if I'm honest, a bit of a fashion trend. Um, definitely saw it as a travel companion just because that was one of the main reasons um, a lot of the people around me were buying the AeroPress was just because they were like, hey, I'm going on a holiday, I'm going camping, I'm going on travels, I'm going to go and do a gap year, so I want some good coffee with me anywhere I go, I'm going to buy myself the AeroPress just because it all fits into itself, nice and easy, looks cool, and is just going to be easy to throw in a backpack, in a suitcase, or just in a small bag that you have with you at the time. So yeah, I saw it as a travel companion and if I'm honest, also something similar to the Delta Press that came along. The Delta Press was cool, it looked different and the AeroPress was the same, looked really cool, looked a little bit different to your usual brewers and was potentially going to die a very fast death. Now, I was hugely wrong and I'm gonna say that again, I was very wrong. The AeroPress has not died a fast death, it is, solidly staying around and will be around for a very long time. So roll around to 2021 and I brought myself an AeroPress. Since then, I've had the pleasure of becoming friends with the global AeroPress crew. I've also been featured as a main post on their global Instagram community, which is just still to this day blows my mind that everybody listening to this podcast right now, all my followers, everybody that's connected with me, thank you. It blows my mind. I love you guys heaps. This is why I do what I do. We'll park that for now. I use those points as of course they've helped the motivation levels around using the AeroPress and also really getting into it and understanding it a bit more. The AeroPress compared to the V60 takes less gear to get set up and to brew a cup of coffee. It is travel friendly, of course, as I've already touched on, and it is a lot more sustainable. I say sustainable as it's easier to get custom or third party parts. So for example, the Able Metal Disc Filter and also the Fellow Prismo. I know that's made of plastic as well, but there's nothing else involved in it. Look after it and it will last you a very long time. And also the fact that the AeroPress is made from BPA free plastic, yes, I understand plastic isn't the best, but as I just said about the Prismo, if you look after the AeroPress, you keep it clean, it will look after you and will last you for a long time. So you buy one and it will last you for a very long time. Not to mention the fact that it is a manual brewer, so of course there's no need for power, there's no need for electricity. All you need is human force and a little bit of gravity. 
sorted. Curveball for you guys. And this is a curveball for me. I never even really thought about this. I did some research uh, to help me with a couple of points for this particular podcast episode. And the curveball is the AeroPress paper filters are reusable. Like, really? I never knew that. AeroPress says when you've finished brewing, when you've finished brewing your coffee, peel the paper filter away from the coffee puck and rinse it under the tap. Let it dry and reuse it the next time you brew. Wow. Okay. I've personally never tried this. Um, if any of you have, let me know by dropping me a DM over on Instagram and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it and also love to know what your results were and if you enjoyed doing it and also if it left any taste from the brew that you did before. It's very interesting. So thank you for that little tip, AeroPress. I'm going to give that a go. The AeroPress has two ways of brewing a cup of coffee and they are immersion or drip. But here we go, another curveball. Both of those methods can be used using the AeroPress inverted or normally, so the right way up. Both methods can create the same style cup of coffee and at the same time different results in the cup. <laughs> now, I know it's a lot to take in, but allow me to explain what I mean and break it down for you, hopefully in a simple way that brings a bit more clarity and helps you to understand it. So let's touch on the inverted method. The inverted method can be used for both easy to drink, fast, delicate drip coffee style brews alongside a full bodied French press style brew without the sediment, of course, because you're using a paper filter and you're filtering those sediments out. The easy to drink fast method is created through you as the user deciding how long you would like the coffee and the water to be in contact for, resulting in, you guessed it, an easy to drink cup of coffee. If using this particular method, I would recommend not stirring the coffee, but making sure you evenly saturate the bed of coffee when pouring your desired amount of water into the AeroPress. So just taking that extra second to really be looking at what you're doing when it comes to brewing your coffee with the AeroPress in the inverted method. If you want to create a full-bodied French press style cup of coffee in less time, this is easy using the inverted method as you can speed up the extraction process by agitating the bed of coffee with a vigorous stir for roughly 10 to 15 seconds, placing the cap on and plunging through the coffee bed. Now I say French press style as I saw AeroPress use French press as one of their hashtags on one of their latest posts and I thought to myself, yeah, hold up a minute. That's so true. The AeroPress does create a very French press style brew on terms of whichever way you use it, inverted or the right way up. All of the water in the coffee is in contact at the same time. So you're doing that immersion brew, of course, which I've already touched on. And yeah, it's a very French press style. So once again, thanks AeroPress for bringing that to my attention and making me think about it. I also say French press style as it gives you all the mouthfeel and drinking experience of a brew that has been steeped with the carafe of your French press for four to five minutes. You know, it's bold, it's steep, uh, the flavors are there, the acidity levels are quite high, but it's just, yeah, it's just an all round very beautiful cup of coffee. My go-to inverted recipe is a ripper and it is 20 grams of coffee, 100 grams of water with a mocha pot style grind, so quite fine, stirred 10 times vigorously, followed by 50 grams of water at the end of the brew poured directly into the brewed coffee, which we call a bypass. 
Now, for those of you that have been following me on Instagram for a while, you would have seen me use that recipe quite often, and it's the one recipe that AeroPress kindly featured on their Instagram page. If you haven't seen it, pop over to the AeroPress Instagram page, uh, give it a watch, you'll recognize me straight away. It's a really good time, and I'm so happy that that's up there. It's still, as I said, it blows me away. I use this recipe to create a full-bodied cup of coffee in less time with a little dilution at the end to bring down the acidity as, as I tend to use this recipe more for light to medium roasted coffees. The downside of the inverted method for the everyday home user though is that there are multiple var variables that come into play around the grind size, agitation, dose, water temperature and how long you allow the water and coffee to steep for. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to park that topic to the side and I'm going to come back to it at a later date within one of the hugely popular coffee break episodes. The normal method technique is designed to get you the best cup of coffee with the least amount of thinking, gadgets and time. This is the technique that almost everyone starts out using. This is mostly due to the fact that when you open the box of your very first AeroPress, you're welcomed by a super simple three-step recipe that shows the AeroPress being used with this method. Super simple to brew a cup of coffee, but also is quite easy to produce a not so good cup of coffee, which I'll get to towards the end of this section. When using the AeroPress the right way up, do you rinse your paper filter or do you not? Who knows, it's a personal preference, but a quick point here, same can be said for the inverted method, of course. Do you rinse the paper filter or do you not? Some people do and some people don't. I can tell you from experience that rinsing or not rinsing the AeroPress paper filter really doesn't make a huge difference. The paper filter is so thin and it won't leach much paper taste into your brew that you don't really need to worry about it. But of course, if you wanna rinse it, by all means, go ahead and rinse it. It's always best on terms of filter brews to have a preheated vessel uh, most of the time, just because it will help keep the heat retention when you're brewing your cup of coffee. The normal method is where the drip coffee side of things come into play a lot more in my opinion with, with the AeroPress. You have a couple of options here, right? So you can pour your coffee in, followed by the water, give it a quick stir, and if you want to leave it to drip through without putting the plunger in and pressing down, you can. I like to call that the lazy Sunday morning brew. So you basically just let you basically just let gravity do it because that's what gravity's there for, right? You know, it's there to help you. So why not use it on terms of brewing coffee? If you haven't tried that before, I recommend it. Or you can put your coffee and water in, give it a quick stir and press straight away. This is still drip coffee, of course, but you're just helping to speed up gravity by putting a little bit of pressure on there. My top tip for that particular method when you're pushing down is when you begin to press, do not press super hard on that. Now simply just place one hand on top of the plunger, put a little bit of force on it to begin pressing down, and then you'll find that the momentum of the little bit of force you've pressed to get it going will actually just keep going. So just keep your hand where it is, keep the pressure where it is, and you'll be on to a winner. You wanna be aiming for roughly one minute of uh, press time here, uh, this section of the brew is where you can easily create a bad cup of coffee. And this goes back to what I was saying before about how much force you put down on the plunger. 
Too much force when pressing can result in the water being forced through the bed of coffee too hard or too fast, which will then create channels. And those channels are where you are forcing, once again, you're forcing the water through the bed of coffee too hard or too fast and it breaks the coffee bed apart and creates all these little holes and the water just flows through really fast, essentially missing the coffee and not extracting all of the beautiful oils and flavors that you want from the coffee, which then, of course, you've guessed it probably, it will result in a very uneven extracted cup of coffee with varying levels of sweetness and acidity. The Hario V60, just a quick little background and history of where Hario is from and what they used to do. So Hario is a glass manufacturing company who started in 1921 and branched out into making their beloved Hario V60 dripper in 2004. Back then, immersion brewing and instant coffee were all the rage, but designers of Hario wondered if passing water through coffee would lead to a cleaner cup of coffee. Their design is inspired by a parabola shape, what they called a shape of nature, and allows air to escape while brewing. And this was the birth of the cone-shaped coffee dripper. Now, I love the Hario V60, like absolutely love it. It not only looks beautiful, but it creates a beautiful cup of coffee time and time again. Even on the mornings and the days where I wake up, you know, I'm not feeling 100% or I'm not quite awake yet, I go downstairs to make my morning coffee, grind my beans too fine or too coarse because I'm not really paying attention, or I don't add enough water into the brew because once again, I'm not paying attention. The Hario V60, I feel like, talks back to me. And in that moment, it says, it's all good, bro. I've got you covered. I'll still create you a delicious tasting brew because I can. That's what I'm designed to do. And I absolutely love that about the Hario because, as I said, it creates a good coffee time and time again. No matter what you do, no matter the variables, we'll touch on those in a minute. But it just seems to create every time a beautiful cup of coffee. I love what Hario write on their website when I quote, even if the same coffee beans are used, its taste and aroma changes depending on the way it is brewed. The taste and aroma that drinkers desire may be different according to the scene and their mood at the time. Now that last line is exactly what I was just talking about in the section before. Sometimes in the morning you wake up, you know, you're feeling really, really sluggish, really, really groggy, or you've had a really good sleep, so you wake up, you've got so much energy, you've got a spring in your step, and you're like, whoa, it's a new day, let's go, let's get this. And so then, yeah, it's so true. Like, the way you're feeling in that moment towards you brewing your cup of coffee can actually change the way that your taste buds and your palate react to what you are drinking and receiving at that moment. Hario, you absolutely nailed that, and I love it. The Hario V60, as we mentioned before, is a cone-shaped dripper. Cone-shaped drippers let the hot water flow toward the center of the coffee bed, allowing the water to stay in contact with the coffee grounds for longer and ensuring a proper even extraction of taste and aromas. So in easy, so in an easy way to say that, you'll just get a much more beautiful tasting cup of coffee. Simple, right? The ribs on the inside of the dripper are there to create air flow during the brew and to allow the grounds to expand freely when they come into contact with the water. It's honestly a very well thought out brewer and this is evident in the fact that so many people are deeply in love with the V60. 
The V60 also allows you to play around and experiment with different grind sizes, pouring techniques, and coffee bed preparation more than the AeroPress does, which of course will give you different results every time. And this is one of the many reasons why I love the Hario V60. For those of you once again that have been following me for a while, you will know that I absolutely love experimenting with the V60, experimenting what it can do on terms of flavors, um, on terms of acidity and sweetness levels, and also what it can do with different types of coffee beans, different processing methods, and different roast levels. And this is also one of the many reasons why V60 is the vessel of choice for roasters who are sampling and brewing coffees in the lab before they are released to the public. It is very versatile, but also once again, very easy to repeat time and time again. And that is the one of the main points that I really want to stress is that it's easy to repeat your brew time and time again. In my personal opinion, the V60 is easy to master and can be mastered with just a couple of brews, literally, like it just takes a couple of brews. And honestly, I personally feel like you'd be onto a winner because I was exactly the same. I'm not going to lie to start off with, I was quite overwhelmed by it. I was quite kind of scared by it, but I took the time to really research it, have a look on Instagram, have a look on YouTube, all these different recipes. And then I just spent a bit of time working with it and it really does not take much time to master. I would say that it's a lot more accessible and approachable to somebody starting out in the world of manual brewing slash pour overs. The only downside is that you have to invest in a little bit more gear than you would if you were to buy yourself an AeroPress. Some people, I've overheard them telling new users of the AeroPress to not invest in a gooseneck kettle. Now, push that to the side. You definitely want to invest in a gooseneck kettle. It will just make life a lot easier for you. It will make your workflow cleaner and also it will fill you with more confidence to try one of the many recipes that you see on YouTube or social media. Trust me, invest in a gooseneck kettle. You don't have to get a super fancy one. You don't have to even get one that boils the water for you. You can just go on to AliExpress or you can go to somewhere like Espresso Ninja here in New Zealand or just an online coffee retail store that will no doubt have a gooseneck kettle that will be able to just work as like a pourer, literally just like a jug, right? You boil, the, you boil the water in your kettle that you have at home and then you pour that water into the gooseneck kettle and then you are there, you're working away, you're sorted. Nice and easy, don't stress about it, make it as easy and accessible for you as you can. The other thing with the V60, and this goes back to how I was saying that it uses a little bit more gear, is that the V60 doesn't come with filters included when starting out. So that, of course, adds another cost on top of the brewer and the kettle, unless, of course, you have a roastery or a retail store close by that has a V60 bundle kit, which is the way to go if you're able to get one. And just to touch on one extra point here, the V60 gives you the choice of a ceramic or a plastic version the material that you go for is your personal preference. People prefer the plastic brewer because it, um, it heats up faster and the heat retention of plastic is a lot better, of course, than ceramic. Whereas the ceramic brewer takes a bit longer to heat up, of course, and also is more prone to breaking. Like if you drop the plastic one, it's going to bounce potentially and it's not going to shatter or it's not going to break. Whereas if you drop the ceramic one from a decent height, you are going to stand a chance of breaking your V60, which once again is another cost on top of you having to go out and buy yourself another V60. Now, my top tips to get the best out of the Hario V60 are 
only brew light to medium roasted coffees and use hot water for a light roast and slightly cooler water for medium roasts between 85 to 90 degrees. Really pay attention to what the brew is doing. For example, how fast the water is flowing through the bed, if the paper filter is fully sealed to the inside of the dripper and how much coffee is left on the side walls of the dripper after brewing. When starting out with the V60, make notes of every brew you make, how it tastes, what the flow rate was like and what grind size you used and start with a fine grind and work your way back to a coarser grind that complements the coffee on hand well. My top recipe for the Ario V60 is 15 grams of coffee, 250 grams of water, rinse your paper filter with 100 grams of hot water and let it sit for one minute to heat up the V60 and the vessel you are extracting the coffee into. Discard that water and pour your ground coffee in, which will be ground at a medium fine size. Begin with a 50 gram bloom and let it bloom for 40 seconds. At 40 seconds, pour 100 grams over 20 seconds in circles around the whole bed of the coffee. Let sit for 30 seconds and at 1 minute 30, pour another 100 grams of water in circles. Your brew should end between 2 minutes and 30, 2 minutes and 45 seconds. You will hopefully be left with a super smooth, perfectly balanced cup of coffee that is very warm and super comforting. So to recap, the differences between the AeroPress and the V60 are huge. One is a cone-shaped brewer and the other is a cylinder. They both brew in very different ways, using different techniques and variables, but can both create a delicious cup of coffee in their own right. Now, the question everyone's been waiting for, and once again, I get asked this quite a lot, which one, Sean, would you recommend to someone starting out? Easy, the V60. The V60, as I've said, is easy to master, easy to repeat a delicious cup of coffee time and time again, and fills you with a real sense of confidence and accomplishment when you keep repeating those brews time and time again. The AeroPress is a fantastic brewer, but is certainly the next step when you have mastered the V60 and you feel that you are ready to experiment more with coffee variables, techniques, and different types of roasted coffee beans. So there we go, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you are leaving with a sense of clarity around both of those brewers and what you feel will be beneficial for you at this stage of your coffee journey. I know I've given you guys a lot of information and this is all my personal thoughts, findings, and research. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are. So please drop me a DM over on Instagram or email me at thedrummingbarista at gmail.com. I would love to know your thoughts on this episode, your thoughts on the V60 and the AeroPress. And if you have any more questions at all around today's episode, drop me an email. I'd love to continue the conversation and help you along the way. Same goes for if you have any feedback around today's episodes or any of the other episodes of the Home Barista podcast for home baristas. I would love to hear it as it helps me keep you as the listener in mind and to make sure I'm bringing content that you are enjoying and finding useful. Thanks again for tuning in to the Home Barista podcast for home baristas and I will see you beautiful coffee lovers in the next episode. Thank you.